Welcome to Flourish, where we explore how to nurture, coach, and inspire the children we love at any age to let their genius blossom. I'm your host, Diane Planadin, and a super proud parent of a very gifted child named Nicholas. Well, actually, Nicholas isn't so much a child anymore, but during his formative years, we did a lot of adventuring and experimenting on what worked best for him, on how he learned and retained information. So today's show is actually called Talk Like an Adult. And you may be saying, what? Talk like an adult to my child? But yes, that's exactly what I mean. I mean, not only was it effective talking to Nicholas like an adult at appropriate times, but it also was important to expand on language and on meaning and having fun with words because words are very, very powerful, both the written word and the spoken word. So it's important to mind your P's and Q's. And I wanted to clarify that I don't mean that you should discuss adult problems with your child because the children don't need an adult's burden. <laughs> They'll find out soon enough that life isn't all a bowl of cherries. I just simply gave him clear, concise messages when we spoke. I never, well, maybe not never, but I'm going to say for the 99% of our conversations, I tried my ultimate best never to give a vague response, always to be as detailed as possible and slip a few words in there now and then that expanded his vocabulary and his understanding and his meaning. This became very, very effective for Nicholas, especially when, and you may have watched the episode with Hammy Hamster, and we're actually gonna have more Hammy Hamster episodes because the feedback I've been getting on learning how to use different words with similar meaning and putting it in context for a child has been very helpful for people. So thank you for that feedback, and we will definitely introduce a few more Hammy Hamster episodes in the future. With Nicholas, I never said those words that I think a lot of parents have said over the years. When a child asks them a question and they don't know the answer, their immediate response might be, because I say so. And it's not because your child is necessarily questioning your authority, it's because your child really wants to know. These little sponges are very inquisitive and it's important to form your words wisely. I always found too that the truth had a huge impact because I feel people, children, humans in general can respect the truth more than a sugar-coated lie or more than a made-up response. I really think it's important. If you don't know an answer, just say so or look it up. In this day and age of technology, 
for a good portion of the world, not knowing an answer to something is, is not an excuse anymore because we've got, we've got the information at our fingertips, literally. You just have to filter and make sure what's fake and what's not. Let me give you an example of talking to Nicholas like an adult. We love to travel and every time we would get on a plane, once Nicholas was big enough for his own seat, the first thing he would do would be take out the safety brochure. As we waited for takeoff, we would go through this brochure with vim, vigor, and relish. It was one of our things. And every square, every picture, every action had to be reviewed prior to the flight crew's live performance. And we discussed and practiced these different positions just in case we needed to brace ourselves. We would peer over the seats to see who's in the exit row and were they really capable of saving us should something occur. And we would discuss the importance of leaving our treasures behind. If we had to make an immediate escape, we could not take anything with us. We would look for the emergency exit lighting on the floor. We knew what the action plan was, where our life preserver was, in case we landed on water. <laughs> it was so much fun, but the best part was the oxygen mask. We always saved the discussion about the oxygen mask for last. Because Nicholas would look at this brochure and wonder, why would I, as his mother, put on mine first and not his? Why would I save myself first and not him? Try as I may to explain to him that I needed to be able to survive in order to save him, he still didn't believe me. And this is well before we started scuba diving and blowing bubbles and talking about air and oxygen. I need to be the brave one. And for that minute time period, it won't take much for me to put on my mask and then put on his. He still didn't believe me. And I actually think he got me going after a while. So I did the only adult thing I could. I said, okay, then we need to see who can hold their breath longer. Because if you can hold your breath longer than me, then I should put the mask on first. But if I win and I can hold my breath longer, then you can put your mask on first. Probably don't have to tell you the end result, Nicholas won that game every single time. It was now obvious to him that safety first, so I should put the mask on. And then his. Good. So now that we're positively safe on the plane, the conversation usually wanders outside. And he's peeking through the little window. And usually it's about, oh, you know, look at that beach, look at that bird, look at that palm tree, look at that snow, whatever it may be. But on this particular day that I have in mind, he was questioning the aerodynamics of the airplane. 
What? Yes, mom. Why are the wingtips folded? Do you think that's safe? I don't know. Maybe the plane's broken. What do you think, mom? This is before Wi-Fi, internet, access, information ever existed on planes. I think there was telephones on planes back then. That's about it. And I really couldn't make a call. We were not even uh, ready to take off yet. So, <laughs> lucky for me, I knew the answer. After my extensive explanation and my limited knowledge about aerodynamics and fuel efficiency, Nicholas was satisfied. He was. Okay, let's go. And I remember that flight like it happened yesterday. From that day forward, he also remembered the reasoning behind the wingtips. And I think that's pretty cool. What happened next brings me to my point. And the point of today's episode, which is to talk like an adult. Nicholas and I have been obviously conversing for a while on the plane, not only about the safety features inside, but the safety features outside of the plane. And I had a little tap on my shoulder. I thought, oh boy, here we go. Diane's in trouble again. What did I do now? <laughs> I was probably talking too loud. That was probably it. So I, I just, you know, peer back and see this nice lady smiling away at me at the seat behind us. And she introduces herself as a doctor of psychology. And I really wish I could remember her name, but I, I, I don't. But she says to me, you keep speaking to your child that way, and he's going to grow up to be very, very smart. I thought, wow, thank you. I honestly had not thought about that variable. So I appreciate that feedback. Thank you very much. And, you know, shout out the woman in seat 13D. Thank you, because that resonated with me. And it provided me as a parent with the positive reinforcement that these conversations were worth it. And I will continue to do so. In preparation for today's show, I decided to do a little extra research on talking like an adult and to see what I could find out in the big picture. Because you don't have to take my word for it. As we all know, I'm not a psychologist. But there is a study online that you can look at and it is from the University of Chicago and it has a dedicated website called 30 million words which discusses their resources and their research on the topic. It talks about how much a parent talks and interacts with their child, makes an impact on the child's success in school and life, and they call it the three T's. By tuning in, talking more, and taking turns, you show your child that you're paying attention and have an interest in what they're saying. Think about even when your baby is crying and that's the only way they can communicate to you. You pay attention, you change their diaper, you feed them, or maybe you just snuggle. Maybe they fell down and bonked their popo. 
but you pay attention. And that, that attention should continue, continue until, well, I don't think it should ever end, to be honest. So by talking in more detail, you will build their vocabulary and their comprehension early on. I'm not saying start prepping early on for a university entrance exam, but I am saying talk in correlation. And for example, Nicholas and I love the movie Elf with Will Ferrell. And I know it's a Christmas tradition actually for us to watch that movie. And I'm excited to watch it with him again this year. And in that movie, uh, Buddy the Elf, his character is quite entertaining due to his upbringing. And I'm not going to spoil the whole movie for you because maybe you haven't seen it. But when Buddy the Elf, who is an elf, raised by elves, and then goes into a human's world and sees a toilet for the very first time, he is so animated. These are ginormous! Instead of just saying big, ginormous, which is an actual word, and it combines the words gigantic and enormous. You should give it a try and challenge yourself and think about responding and creating new words. And it's always fun to hear what's going in the dictionary next. I'm expecting edutainment to, to, to be picked up one day soon. Combination of education and entertainment, because that's what education should be, inspiring and entertaining. So maybe another example would be to pay attention when your child gets their next ice cream cone and they said, wow, that ice cream cone is huge. Yeah, that ice cream cone is gigantic, ginormous, enormous. Make the matching game of words natural. So if your child says something, Maybe give them another word for the descriptive. There's so many out there. And conversations should be two ways. Take turns by engaging your child. When, when they come home from school, by all means, ask them how their day was. And if you get a one-word answer, be ready with a more open-ended question to engage the conversation. Fine. The day was fine? Fantastic. What was the best part? And hopefully it's not lunch or recess, but if it is, what was the best part about lunch? What was the best thing about recess? They're going to start talking and you're going to talk like an adult and have a conversation and engage them. And it's so much fun. I'd like to give you one more idea on engaging your child in conversation regardless of their age. It's a little sad when you go to the grocery store and actually this happened the other day. I was grocery shopping and two little girls were fighting over their mother's phone. And whose turn was it to play with the phone? The world is all around them. They're in a grocery store 
with hundreds of thousands of items, I'm sure, in looking at the phone. Tech time should serve you, not it. So take a moment to enjoy the world around you, to engage in the grocery store, for example. Ask them to read the label. What's in that? If they can't pronounce it, maybe you shouldn't buy it. If you give them a challenge, okay, let's make sure there's no MSG, monosodium glutamate, in anything we buy today. They might make it a challenge. They might run around the whole grocery store looking for these items to make sure that you don't buy them. If you have a younger child and you want to pack their lunchbox and normally you would just automatically buy baby carrots. You can say to them, should we buy these little baby mini carrots or should we get the enormous ones and peel them fresh ourselves and slice them and cut them and make it, make it fun. Put them in charge of remembering the reusable shopping bag. Put them in charge of finding a nice snack that's not loaded with artificial sugars or sweeteners. And we all know that a, a grape is a good option and it's nice and sweet. But sometimes you also have to throw in a power bar, or granola bar, or energy bar, whatever those bars are called. Really pay attention to the sugar content because I noticed the other day, ones that I thought were the best, I think they had 27 grams of sugar. Yikes, that's a lot of sugar. Make it a game, make it fun, make it interactive and talk and read and learn. Use good descriptive words, both verbally and written and your child's vocabulary will grow exponentially. Uh, you know, a friend of mine shared, she's a, she's a writer, my friend's a writer, so having a conversation with her, I really have to watch what I say and how I say it and how descriptive I am because she is, she's a linguistic, so it, she challenges me. But she sent me a video not too long ago and it was of a blind man sitting on a sidewalk with a sign beside him. And it was drizzly out and he was very dismayed. He was not getting any, any people who were walking by throwing change his way. He had a sign that said, I'm blind, please help. It's a pretty straightforward message. But the people kept just walking by. The odd person would throw a quarter his way and you could only see their feet so you didn't really know who these people were. And then a lady paused in front of the man. She grabbed his sign and began scribbling very quickly. He touched her shoes and wondered who she was. And just as quickly as she had arrived and started scribbling, she moved on again. People continued to walk by this blind man, but this time they were throwing change right, left, and center. And the sun was coming out and he was in awe of what was happening. It was amazing. 
and at the end of the day the lady came back and he recognized her by her shoes and he asked her what did you write and she said it's a beautiful day and I can't see it Wow what an impact what an impact and you can see the difference in the wording and what a difference it made it made such a difference and the video ends with a quote change your words change your world I love that so maybe think about this story the next time your child asks you a question think about the airplane and how a total stranger impacted my world with their kind words of wisdom a gracious gracious thank you it goes a long way words imprint on people and those words imprinted on me teach yourself so you can inspire others inform yourself so you can share your knowledge experience life to gain a world of wisdom to share with your child then apply your knowledge and talk, talk, talk. Talk like an adult and do it often. I have one final article to share with you today and I'm going to keep it brief. The article is from American Educator in the issue from spring 2003 and I will post a link on the flourish.mom website with the full article. The article is called The Early Catastrophe and it shows that children from different backgrounds can have a word gap as many as 30 million words in their vocabulary. This was in 2003, so I'm hoping that statistic has changed with the change in technology, but what it was saying is in four years, an average child in a professional family would accumulate experience. In four years, an average child in a professional family would accumulate experience with almost 45 million words. An average child in a middle-class family, 26 million words. But then the average child in a welfare family, 13 million words. And that's a huge difference. And it's not a necessary difference anymore. And I'm hoping we can bridge that gap because the power of words is, it should be accessible to everybody, not just because of your economic state. 86% to 98% of the words recorded in each child's vocabulary consisted of words also recorded in their parents' vocabulary. The power of words at home has a bigger impact on your child than in school. You are the first stop. You are the first resource for your child. That's interesting. And I think it's important to pay attention and to make those conversations with your child on purpose. So talk like an adult. 
and thank you for listening. I really appreciate your time today, and I hope you listen to this a few times because there's a lot of different thoughts, and I'm hoping somebody out there, I'm hoping this helps you. That is our goal. And we are all born with a gift. We're all born with purpose. Life's journey is to hone and develop that gift as purpose changes within. Thank you, Nicholas, my precious son, for the music composition of the show. And for for letting me stretch and use my words and grow my vocabulary. You're a lot of fun to talk to. The inspirational quote this week is going to be the same message because I think we need to remember it over and over again. Change your words, change your world. Thanks for listening, my friends, and I'll see you next week.